Hello, you are listening to Or So They Say, the podcast where two sisters travel small town America, one ghostly tale at a time. I'm Kelsey. I'm Megan. What are you laughing at? <laughs> Everything was so good. I was rubbing my eyes and then I did one of these. Oh. What is the movie? It's a cartoon, right? Where he wakes up and his little beady eyes, he just, ah. Oh. <laughs> oh gosh, why would you do that? I don't think it's he's waking up. He just like is rubbing his eyes like, it's not oh my gosh it's not nightmare before christmas is it is it not is it a dawn blue film very possible i feel like it Mm. oh my gosh and it's like the same guy who does the same voice in every dawn blue movie of like the big fat cat or do you know what i'm talking (laughs) about it's like the guy who voices stanley or come on I know. We'll think of it. It's That's fine. That's going to bug Hi, me. Hi, welcome back. <laughs> we cannot waste any more time on this. No, because even all the characters that the person voices all look the same. Uh, That's, I don't know if it's Don Bluth now that I think about it. No, it's someone who is like, oh, I, hold on, hold on. Because he's like imagining something like flowers growing and stuff. And then he, someone pops his bubble and oh, he wakes up. No, it is the Wizard of Oz. It's the Cowardly what? Lion where he's like, oh, and he wakes up oh in the my flowers. God. <laughs> yes. There it was. You said flowers and it hit me. Well, I'm thinking of we something totally else. Remember off. where he's like flying. He's got little like wings and he's flying up and like things are getting pretty and growing and flowers. And uh-huh. then like someone pops his bubble. He's like, and falls. <laughs> yeah. Please help me. That wasn't all dogs go to heaven. No. Um, oh my gosh come on and i know like our family members that are listening probably mostly probably brianna Brianna. is like you idiots come on screaming it's uh oh oh gosh it's right there it's gonna bug me oh we are gonna have to cut this this is no i'm not cutting it okay happy thursday welcome back it's the first thursday we're already in may oh yeah yep oh there my nose just i didn't even hear it anyway uh, um yeah and I saw, actually, uh, Willard Library gave us a shout out recently that was like six months till All Hallows' Eve. And I was like, yes. pardon? Yes. Like, <laughs> I no, I literally commented back. I said, the spooky thing is that it's only six months away. Like, how are we already how there? How has happened? I know. God, I just want to take another trip. You know, not even investigate, just I to the Willard. Yeah, it's just it's fun, a fun to go pl- there. It really is a fun place. And don't they have, like, events? And so- we talked about it yes. before when we did the interview with stacy yeah go back and listen to that i can't sorry i'm burping i can't even remember we're so dysfunctional i'm still sick i'm sorry i can't i can't help it yeah i was editing your other podcast shout out plug to the retro club go listen to them if you like old movies they just covered now and then mm-hmm. uh oh, and i also one. just watched it and for those of you that know the movie now and then with rosie o'donnell and christina ritchie and thora birch and demi moore demi moore just a lot of people yeah um it's set in indiana it is how how, like how did i miss that rosie o'donnell is a doctor and she got her degree in indianapolis you see it at the very beginning was it iu or something iupui or that i couldn't tell but it said her certificate was given in indianapolis okay but like what in the world anyway retro club check it out they cover now and then love that movie Mm -hmm. anyway how what oh you talked about being sick on there and i said hello in my good christian home and here you are coughing up I'm a storm sorry. here. I'm going <laughs> to, I have like, I'm getting over it, but I still have this dry cough and it is the worst, so. It's okay. I feel like every time we turn around, I've got something going on. So I guess yep, it's yep, yep. your turn for once. 
Yes. Sorry, mouth noises. Okay. <laughs> this week, since it's the first week of the month, May, mm-hmm. my child's birthday's coming. What the heck? Yeah, your child's going to be a year. Uh, what in the world? What happened, y'all? I, I don't, I don't <laughs> even know. But since it's the first week of the month, we've visited another place for you. And this is one place that we, like... We've seen a handful of times. I know I've seen it in the past when we were looking for places to go. I don't know why we just now chose to go to it. You know what's funny is you say that. I don't remember it coming on my radar much. Really? Like, yeah, when you said it, I was like, yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> I just thought it was much farther away. So I'm like, well, this is going to have to be like a weekend trip or something. Not necessarily true. Do you not recall me saying Canada is, depending on where you go, six hour drive. Like everything yeah. is just a day trip at this point. Uh, I don't know if six hours there and then six hours back is a day trip, but. Uh, well, you've never had a good, you've never partied hard, I guess. I don't know. I, ha- I have drove to Michigan and back in the same day. It sucked. That's true. It was awful. Anyway, no, the, the place we're covering this week that we did get a chance to go and visit and investigate was the Bell Mansion in Fort Wayne, Indiana. I just thought it was closer to like south bend that's why but it's really not it's like a halfway point i think yeah i would say it's a halfway point and truthfully there's no reason for this but i have always in my head mixed up uh where fort wayne and lafayette, lafayette me okay, too yeah why and they're in like opposite directions yeah why is i don't know why that is but <laughs> it is what it is because i was like oh Purdue's and fort wayne it's not no. is it it's in Lafayette. Oh, God. It's see. in Lafayette. Okay. I was like, now I sound really <laughs> stupid. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and give you some demographics and some background on the Bell Mansion itself. Won't spend too much time on it since we have an actual investigation to get into. That's true. I will say before you get into it, this is not history. These are not facts. This is just my opinion. Cute houses. Oh, yeah. Lots, just rows and rows of old Victorian style homes that have been like a little gentrified let's be honest but like i like it because i like when people take old victorians and make them these like gaudy bright colors because mm-hmm. we saw like a pink purple one yeah it was yellow and green trim yeah there was a bunch of uh, houses that they've made these like very bright poppy colors uh-huh but it's just like lots of cute victorians yeah it was. I still I had it pulled up on Realtor when I, we were looking in there earlier. I still had it pulled yeah, up. Yeah, it's expensive, but whatever. It, Fort Wayne, I mean, because Fort Wayne's a pretty big city, right? For us. Yes, that's what we're going to get into now. It's All right. Definitely much larger than Terre Haute. Which, remember the benchmark? Terre Haute is 60 ish, give or take. Yeah, 60 to 70, roughly. So the population in 2020 of Fort Wayne was 268,378 people pretty good i honestly thought it was bigger but i mean it's bigger than us (laughs) i know it is uh, a little bit it's close to average i would say the median age of the town is 35.3 that's on the younger side barely but yeah poverty rate um truthfully a little surprise is 15.5 percent i don't know if i'm surprised or not i assumed it'd be a little bit higher Uh, probably closer to 20 well, because, like, I feel like you are viewing Fort Wayne as, like, in Indianapolis, and it's, it is, ha- it probably does have its little downtown hub bubble of, mm-hmm. you know, impoverished people, unfortunately. Like I said, a lot of houses look a little gentrified. Yeah. But uh, that sounds about right to me. Okay. 
Median household income, this is all 2020 numbers, is the closest we have because I'm getting it from USA or datausa.io. Okay. We've, I've just stuck as this is my new website to go to, not yeah, world population. It's nice, quick, concise, and I do like visuals. Yes. Median household income is 51454 I thought it'd be higher. I did too. That's on the low side. But that says it's a 4.13% growth in the last year from 2019 to 2020. And I'm willing to bet that from 2020 to 2023, uh, the population has gone up and the median house income has gone up. The median property value, again, they say property value. So I don't know if they need... They mean land and everything, or if they're just talking homes, whatever. Also, I was a little shocked. It's 121,600. Uh, I was going to say 275. Yeah, 121,600. Considering some of the stuff we looked at, yeah, that surprises me. Yeah, right in the heart of downtown, you're spending no less than 300, 350,000. Right. But we also only saw a very, very small portion of Fort Wayne. Like we literally drove a circle around downtown a couple times. Yeah. Okay, so here is the ethnic breakdown of Fort Wayne. And I don't know. I mean, I guess I kind of, I'm not surprised by these numbers. The white population, non-Hispanic, is 66.5. Okay, that was what I was thinking. Black or African American is, what'd you say? 14. 14.8. Boom. (laughs) White Hispanic. Seven. (laughs) 5.43. Asian is five percent oh and two or more races is 4.19 percent okay yeah sounds right to me got a little bit of everything going on there so that's good yeah all right now uh, i guess we'll just jump right into it i'm gonna cover the history of the bell mansion i mean i don't want to cover too much about the city itself it is a nice city Mm -hmm. but we're here for the bell mansion yeah obviously (laughs) which i don't know i guess i'll read this this comes directly from the bell mansion's website their history section it says in 1893 wing and marin which i i don't know i think those are two construction companies began construction on robert i want to say roberta i'm still stuck (laughs) in now and then it's such a good movie (laughs) they began construction on robert and clara's romanesque styled mansion that was so hard to say for some reason well well i yeah, Romanesque, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I, are you trying to think of how Well, else I was thinking more like it? Italian style. I don't know. I I don't know. I truthfully, listen, I, <laughs> I look at a lot of houses, watch a lot of house hunters and HGTV. I don't know. I act like I know. I don't know. <laughs> well, they said this was the same architect as the person who did the University of St. Francis's Bass or Bass. It's B-A-S-S. So I don't know. Okay. Bass Mansion. And the History Center, which are both in Fort Wayne. Okay. So, I mean, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Rome. I guess I'd have to look up those two buildings. It would probably track if I saw them, I guess. Usually architects stick to the same general style. You're not going to see them like completely switch up and do something different. Right. Robert, the owner of this home, served as a state senator, assistant U.S. commissioner for Indiana, a huge investor in natural gas, which, side note, he's the reason that Fort Wayne and even Chicago got natural gas when they did, because he invested in it. Look at and him go. he was also a prominent lawyer. Okay, so, so he, he, like, <laughs> was successful. He's doing it all out here. 
Clara, his wife, helped form, she wasn't just a stay-at-home wife, she helped form the first classes at the Fort Wayne Art School and was the co-founder of the Fort Wayne Museum of Art. We love a lady of substance. Love it. <laughs> love to see it. <laughs> the couple was originally from the Muncie area, so still within Indiana. Right. But they moved up to Fort Wayne for business purposes. You gotta do what you make, gotta do. Make money moves, right. <laughs> They were a very prominent couple during their years here in Fort Wayne. Not only did Clara leave her forever footsteps at the art museum, so I assume there's actually, like, impressions of her feet, maybe? I would guess so. That doesn't seem like a metaphor. <laughs> I know. I I assume that's, uh, yeah, straightforward. Like, her footsteps are there. Right. Anyway, not only are her footsteps there, his law firm is still going strong, and it's known as the Barrett Mc... This is awful. McNagney? Oh. MC... N-A-G-N-Y. McNagney, yeah. McNagney. That just sounds like you have to blow your nose. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But it's still a running law firm and it's serving the local area today. They only had one child. Her name was Bessie, but unfortunately due to illness, died at 11 months old. That is super depressing. Right. I was going to say, never mind. Yeah, I'm talking I know. about my child. N- yeah, I don't know. It's because it's weird. I don't have a child, and it's weird to put things in perspective like that. It would be like now. Yes, and that just is wild to have Jordan as long as we've had her, and then just oop. right. Which it's that's scary to think about. I so do I'm that sorry. every time. I, mean, I do that all the time. Yeah, because if I ever have a thought, I'm like, I know it's probably crossed your mind as well. So, but you know, that's probably what some parents are thinking if they lose a child in a car accident and they're 25. They're like. 25 years and that's it. That's all I got. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's depressing. Let's move on. Whew. Yeah. Okay. After Robert's death in 1901, still depressing. <laughs> Dang. The home was sold to William K. Noble, who ran a lumber company that operated in three states. There Successful. His- oh, oh, my God. Dang. You scared me. <laughs> I, don't, I probably won't cut that. I just want you all to know how much of a disaster we are. <laughs> His family of three, we're talking William K., just a reminder. His family of three lived there for 22 years and sold the building for, do you want to guess how much? So this would be 1923, roughly? This isn't the, well, we'll get there, the thing that was mentioned. No. Yeah. Um, we'll come back to that. In in what year? Uh, they said 22 years, so about 1923. In 1923, they sold it for, I'm going to say, a large amount of money. Uh-huh. And I'm going to say... Oh, I don't know, one hundred and twenty thousand. No, dang it, fifty, fifty thousand. You know, I'm not joking. <laughs> I wish. Do you ever? You're like, man, I wish I would have said that out loud because I was <laughs> thinking that, and I'm like, no, it's got to be more than that. Yeah, no, it was fifty thousand. <sighs> they sold to the. I'm gonna assume it's pronounced Klein Funeral Home. K L A E H N. Sure, that seems pretty German to me. Yeah, <laughs> the Klein Funeral Home. In 1935, the West Side Edition was added due to high demand. Yikes, in a funeral home. <laughs> At this time, funerals were no, were no longer being held in the residents' homes as they were done in the 1800s. So, I guess. Right. Which, you know, I meant to... This was just a passing comment, so I'm not going to leave it for the investigation portion. Okay. Uh, but when we were doing the, you know, tour... And he asked, like, does anybody know? Because they used to hold funerals in home. Yeah. And he's like, do you know what room today they used to hold those in? Mm-hmm. And, you know, ironically enough, he said, like I said, I needed to look up the validity of this, but I feel like it would be a very easy thing to look up. So it's probably true. 
uh, when they stopped holding uh, funerals in home to make it a little more cheery to like... Because the room, they would call those rooms, it wasn't the death room, it was like the funeral room? I don't know. I think it might have been something like that. So just to, you know, like, forget that ever happened, that is now your living room. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. I thought it was the parlor, but I was gonna say the like family room. But yeah, the the essentially death room is now considered today's living room. Well, the home that we investigated in Brazil used to hold funeral. They held the funeral there in the living room. Yes, so it tracks. I mean, yeah, I I guess it is something that you just get used to the name of it. Like, why is it called the living room? And I mean, that seems like a good enough reason to me. Like, there's been enough death in here. Let's make it a living room now. Yay. All right. Today, there are over 14,000 square feet in this breathtaking mansion. No detail has gone unnoticed. I agree. Yeah. It remained a funeral home for over 93 years. That's a long run, honestly. Until they left the building in 2018 and the Sturms bought the building in 2020 to preserve its beauty. They bought it a good time, too. We want to preserve our precious history. First and foremost, history is the reason why we're all here today. We hope you love this building half as much as we do. We did. It was good. It was nice. And so many parquet floors. It was so good. Oh, is it where the wood... Yeah, so it's just all the like alternating squares. squares. Yeah. Yes, okay. Parquet flooring, if it's done right, chef's kiss. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, that's all they had on their website. Okay. That's pretty quick rundown. Just, yeah, it's pretty good. It's concise. I think it all was there. I know that some stuff that they didn't mention, and it's mostly because it's in the works, so they t- probably don't want to put it on paper until it's a for sure thing, but they did mention when we were doing our tour that they had discussed possibly turning it into a bed and breakfast or an Airbnb style thing. I don't mean this in a mean way, but don't they all? I feel like that's always, literally they thought Waverly was going to be a bed and breakfast. I know. Which like, that's a I, hefty bed and breakfast. That is, yes. Now this building... Technically, I, they could pull it off. But I could see it. I could. Airbnb is probably going to shut that down immediately. They won't even accept it because uh, a few years ago, I was planning a vacation to Massachusetts. I was going to Salem and I still haven't gone and it really hurts my heart. <laughs> uh, and I'll tell you why I didn't go. I had actually booked the Airbnb. We had prepaid for a couple of events that we were going to. It was very exciting. Mm-hmm. And about two weeks before our vacation... I get an email saying that our Airbnb had been canceled. And I said, pray tell. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I checked out the notice and I messaged our host. And I said, hey, because I mean, there is a clause that says they can cancel anytime for any reason. It's their home that they're, you know, whatever, lending to you. So I asked her, I was like, what happened? Like, why why are you doing this to me? Yeah. (laughs) Two weeks before. And we weren't staying in Salem proper. We were staying at a little town outside of Salem. Probably because it's a lot cheaper. Yes. And Airbnb decided that that little town was not considered um, residential enough. She was living in a more commercial area. So they canceled her Airbnb and she cannot run Airbnb anymore because she lives in a uh, technically commercial area. That... Um, she said really it was stupid. not her choice. Airbnb shut her down. That's and she had been running it for years. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. First of all, if she's in a commercial area, that means she's surrounded by business, probably local business. Would that not draw more 
you know, customer, like why? Yeah. So I didn't go to Salem because in two weeks time, anything that I was going, I mean, I got a full refund, but the places I could book in two weeks or less were very expensive, were super expensive. And there was either I could stay really far out and travel a bunch, like an hour in both directions, which I've done that before. It sucks. Yeah. That's what we did when we meant, went to Michigan. We stayed in Cadillac, Michigan, because on the map, it looked like centrally located. Everything was right around it. Yeah. A minimum hour drive to get anywhere. Yeah. Well, all that to say, I feel like the Bell Mansion would not uh, be approved for an Airbnb just because it isn't a commercial area. Well, they said bed and breakfast. They didn't necessarily mean an Airbnb. I mean, he used the term Airbnb and then said bed and breakfast. So I'm like, well, if you were going the Airbnb route, that's not going to happen. They're not going to approve that. Why do they have Airbnb? Honestly, I've used it before, so I'm not going to knock it necessarily. Yeah. But like, they're not doing a good thing. Truthfully, they're like taking away places that could be used for renters for I like I don't know how to explain it it's like low-key gentrification again like they're not allowing housing for people who could use it mm-hmm. and they're not only taking that away from them but they're hiking the prices so high that they people can't even I don't know they're taking low housing options away I does that make it's any sense to the people I mean I could submit our house for an Airbnb if I wanted to well, that's okay. That's the problem. That's it's not Airbnb as a whole. It's the people. So it's people like you. Your house is doing well as an Airbnb. So you buy out a bunch of other properties and turn them to Airbnbs instead of letting people own their own property. Yeah, like that's the issue: is people buying out all of these different things, forcing other people out. Yeah, I had some friends who they lived in a large home and it was just the two of them and they considered doing an airbnb style because it was right off of uh they live near covington or they lived in covington georgia which is near atlanta it's about an hour drive to atlanta but covington itself is like little hollywood there's so many um movies that have been filmed there i mean the walking dead is a big one it's not a movie but it's a show vampire diaries is the big big one because the mystic grill is there on the square see i've never seen vampire diaries so that is the walking dead right there's the walking dead is there too um they more recently dr um dr (laughs) strange i think Really? With uh, Benedict Cumberbatch? Okay, not that. Dr. Sleep. Doctor. Okay, I was like, and listen, I'm not big on the Marvel Universe either, so don't come for me. No, Dr. Sleep is Stephen King. It's, um... Yeah. What's his name? Holy cow, from (laughs) The Shining. I can't think of his name. Jack Nichol... Oh. It's him grown up. Oh, I don't know. I didn't know that. Yeah. Dr. Sleep is like the... So is it in The Shining Universe and it's him... It's him as an adult? Yes. It's the kid as an adult. Interesting. Check it out. It's Ewan McGregor who plays him. Oh, okay. Yes. Wow, wow. And you'll see when he's sitting in the square and they have like this little carnival. Carnival. It's like a tiny thing set up. That's the Covington Square. I've been Where? there several times. Anyway. <laughs> all that to say they were going to make it their house an uh, Airbnb. Or talked about it doing something like that because they had extra rooms and stuff. And, and not that, you know, they were needed the income but it would just be a side income it's not like they would start branching out and start buying other homes it would just be like this little extra income for well them. at least then the large portion of their house that probably doesn't get a lot of use would then get some use right right why not Phew. 
Bell Mansion can't be an Airbnb. <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> Bed and breakfast? Maybe. Maybe. I feel like if it's gone, if you go through like independently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is a cute little house. I'll give it that. Cute. It's little. not little. Yeah. I say it ain't little. It's uh, big. And it's cute 14,000 square feet. I want a tenth of that. <laughs> Including the basement. The basement is the same size as the home. That's a 14,000 square foot basement. Yeah, that's a lot. See, actually, now I don't want to poo-poo that, but that doesn't make any sense to me because the the house itself, the mansion itself, is how many stories? Two or three? Mm-hmm. So would that not that's then be true. seven? That's true. I guess it wouldn't make it, but he did say it is the entirety of the home. So, so it's probably I mean, 5,000. Yeah, anywhere like five, 6,000 square feet. It is a large building, and to have a fully finished, quote-unquote finished, basement underneath is a lot. I'm not going to knock it. In my 890-square-foot <laughs> home, I can't. Yeah. All right, well, I've uh, gabbed a lot. There. You've done your duty. No, <laughs> listen, I keep making segues. I can't help myself. This is what the tangents are for, truthfully. I know, and we're so far away from our next one. Are we really? I don't remember when the next one is. We just had one. <laughs> Gosh darn it. You're not wrong. I hate it here. Anyway, uh... <laughs> The Bell Mansion. So we went to visit it on, uh, we did go on a weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were having a metaphysical vendor event, which was super cool. Right. We walked in and it was not necessarily confusing. There was a table right there and he's like, are you here for the tour? Yeah. So we did our thing, paid, got our bracelets. He's like, ooh, check out some of the vendors while you wait. And there was like rooms and rooms of vendors and oddities and metaphysical and paranormal and actually we saw a table that had the ouija board the same ouija board that we found yes on what facebook marketplace that a guy (laughs) found in the wall of a home yeah yeah they were selling everything from crystals to ouija boards uh resin poured hand poured ouija boards Mm -hmm. um tarot cards there were palm reading (laughs) yeah crochet there were palm readings and tarot readings and they had upstairs, they also did like a yoga zen class thing. That's true, yeah. All sorts of stuff going on. But we did show up because it is like a two and a half hour drive for us and we left a little later than anticipated. We only had like 15 minutes to browse and that sucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We really just did a drive by. So I think Maddie bought stuff anyway. No, in she their bought gift stuff in the gift shop. shop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, anyway, so we get to our location. We walk up. Very big building, very nice looking building, ornate wood, uh, you know, handrails and the stairs and the parquet floors and the that floor to ceiling mirror that was like, yeah, that was Mm -hmm. cool. Uh, So this was like we said, it was in the middle of the day. It it was at four o'clock, five, four o'clock. Yeah, it started at four, I think. Yeah. And the vendor showed in end till five. Yeah. So that was fun. It was completely in the daylight with a large-ish group of people i would say 30-ish people i did a head count because i wanted to know we always guesstimate it was about 30 people wow look at me (laughs) uh i'm a good guesser so i will start by saying we did what we could as far as equipment goes we weren't gonna mess with the cameras we weren't gonna mess with the Ouija board or anything like no. that. There was no... I couldn't be like, excuse me, make room and just sit <laughs> down the board and start doing our thing. Um, we did use EMFs. We did do voice recorders. Full disclosure, just right off the bat, we are still sifting through voice recorders, trying to figure out if it's even worthwhile because 
it was just a tour. It was a it was a paid for public tour. Uh huh. And I mean, people people did pay attention to the tour guide ninety nine ninety eight percent of the time. But there were times where like people were talking amongst themselves and chattering and walking and checking things out. Right. It wasn't. I don't want to say it was. Um, you know, not structured. There's just a lot of noise pollution. And yeah, the, the long story short is, yeah, there's a lot of uh, saturation. And people who, yes, it was a paranormal tour, but mo- like also history buffs were there. So it, some of them weren't, I don't know, not necessarily keen on the paranormal thing, but they just weren't like, yay, ghost. <laughs> right. There were people who were interested in what we were doing, though. Like, we kind of kept in the background. We're never really, like, making ourselves the main character of the group. No. <laughs> um, and But we did have people notice after a while we were doing EMF and voice recorder, and they were asking about it and asking if we had been getting anything. So there were people who were obviously there for the paranormal aspect of it. Yeah. So we start the tour. We hit a lot of different rooms. Like I said, it was a two-hour tour. So... Yeah. And I mean, it wasn't free range because all that stuff was going on. So it really was, let's stand in here, talk for a minute, next room. Mm -hmm. So, oh gosh, I can't even think, let me, I could go through every room we went to. Truthfully, there wasn't, there were things that happened in some of the rooms that some of them we just stopped in, talked, Mm -hmm. went about our day. There were, so I'll highlight some of the big ones. He had some equipment with him as well as we were going, Uh including a a REM pod, which we've talked about. Yes. And what they call a boo light. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's just a little disc that has a little ghost on it. And it lights up in the way that, well, I think we've talked about, you bought a cat toy. Yes. Like a light up cat toy that when the cat bats it, it's, suppo- it's supposed to light up. And that's the same concept as the boo light at, is if something touches it, it lights up. Mm-hmm. But it can even be, it's sensitive enough that if someone were to clap their hands really loud or stomp near it, it could set it off. So pros and cons on that, especially with a large group of people. You do want it to be sensitive to a degree, um, just because some spirits may not be able to put out as much energy. And it's kind of like if you play the flashlight game with a mag light, you set it at a very sensitive setting. So that way it's easy to turn on and off. But you want to make sure it's in a place where it's absolutely still away from human error. So if it does turn on, you can be like, well, yeah so there were some rooms where uh, i said we wouldn't complain about things but i'm just gonna prep with no listen just there's only a couple things and it had nothing to do with the tour guide necessarily it was there were times where okay for example the first room we were in was used as a bedroom yes okay it was used as a bedroom for a, a small boy i think yeah, there were, or a small boy was brought to the mansion with someone, or he would, like was attached to somebody and then took up residence in the home, which there was stories of that as well. Never really considered it, but... Yeah, for some reason, he's attached to this bedroom. So the guy sits down the REM pod. He's like, he's pretty active. He likes to talk a lot, likes to interact a lot. And the REM pods are these circular, like very large looking pucks that have an antenna out of it. And the closer you get to the antenna... It gives off auditory and uh, light light mm-hmm. responses. So the closer you get to the antenna, the higher, the louder and the higher pitched the um, tone gets. It's kind of like a theremin. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then, right? <laughs> and then there are, I think, five lights on it. One generic light. 
and then a red, blue, yellow, and green light. Mm-hmm. And he said sometimes like this spirit is so, uh, you know, interactive that you can say, can you light up this specific color? And he'll do that. Yeah. So he, I'm getting into the complaining part, which is very minimal, honestly. So like we said, this wasn't just a paranormal group. It, people could have just paid while they were there for the fair, for the vendors, mm-hmm. whatever. So he had a whole gambit of people. I don't know if that's the correct way to use that word, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, so he asked, is there anybody in here who wants to... What? How did he ask it? Is there anyone in here scared of... Go- what did he even say? He did ask if there's anyone... I thought you were talking about the artist thing. He asked if anybody was an artist. And oh. he also asked if anyone was... Uh, oh, because he made the comment, can you touch this uh, REM pod and make it turn green? And someone went, no. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, who said no? Oh, and given main character energy, uh, just the... I don't know how to describe it. This isn't even a big part of it, so I don't know why I'm going into it. Basically, he was just like, "Who who's scared of ghosts in here? And everyone's like, there were some people who made a very big... Like, ooh, I'm going to hide behind my friend and cover my face and laugh and giggle and be like, <laughs> not me. And God, that was really annoying. <laughs> yeah, well, you did it. I did do it. But it was that vibe of surely he's not going to notice me making this giant scene when he says, <laughs> does anyone want to interact with the ghost? He'll never know that I'm freaking out. Yeah. Um, It was that vibe every now and then. And I was like, all right, like. Well, I don't know what was worse. We had some main characters in the group, but then we also had the guy that's like, this is all stupid. You guys the are skeptics, stupid. This the is... skeptics, yeah. Like, you also paid money for this, I assume, and every single place we, every room we go to, he's like, you're all dumb. This is dumb. Yeah, like it was, it was very negative. There were some people who were like way over the top, like, teehee, don't look at me. As I shove myself in front of you and volunteer myself with my body language. Yeah. And then there were the skeptics who were very negative and that was kind of annoying too. Like even about the non-paranormal things, there was a point where he was like, does anybody know Corn and Ice Nine Kills? They're two bands. Yes. And a, like a number of people in the room raised their hand and the guy, the negative guy was just like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, but yes. Yeah. He's like, what do you, what do you say? He's like, I know them, but it's gross. And we're like, you're a grown man. <laughs> like, okay. Right? I'm not a yeah, real big he... fan of corn, but I know who they are. I love Ice Nine Kills, so I said, here, here. <laughs> well, it's okay, because then the tour guide made it awkward. He's like, oh, okay. Well, I'm really good friends with the guys in Ice Nine Kills, and they were he- they've come here a lot and blah, blah, blah. And we were texting, and I'm like, I hope you feel dumb. dumb. Yeah, which when he said Ice Nine Kills has visited this place, I was like, girl. Like, I was trying not to fangirl. I really didn't. I was just like, yay. I know. You got excited. <laughs> I like them. I don't dislike them. Okay, goodness. Mm, you guys, someone go to a concert with me. I know. You're here for the paranormal stuff. Let's get there. So, yes, in this room, he has the REM pod. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a kid in there who apparently is very active. So, he's asking. I will say it. it's, it's confusing to me. Like, sometimes even I see things that I'm like, I... Is it real? Like, make it make sense, and it doesn't make sense. So he turns on the REM pod, steps away. There's nobody around it, nobody touching it, mm-hmm. and it is going off just constantly to the point where he turned it off. He's like, okay, get, this is getting really obnoxious. Yeah. Because it wouldn't stop. And I'm like, 
I almost want to go over and like, can I try? Like, part of me want to be like, surely you've set it up wrong. <laughs> yeah. Like, is it near something? Are you, have you put it too close to, I don't know. It was just like, why is it constantly going off? And it was lighting up a bunch of colors. I will say it wasn't intelligent enough to pick the color that was called out. Well, and you think it would be stable if it were near something. It would just be like a constant yellow or something, but it was up and down. Yeah, it was, it was fluctuating. Different lights were going off. Um... Yeah, it was, I don't know. And it was almost, it was almost intelligent because it kept going off. And he's like, okay, we get it. Like, we hear you. And then he kind of shushed the little kid. He's like, we've got it. And then, and then the REM pod stopped. (laughs) I will say. Don't make him feel bad. I had ghost tube running pretty much the whole tour. That's true too. Yeah. And when we were in this room, I did get bedroom. Okay. I'm lost. Oh. And then it said female, and I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> and did someone die in that room? Yes. Isn't that where, uh, what's his face? He died in the room. The one I think who died so. in 1901? Oh, they brought a body in there and kept it there. I also got coffin. Oh, well, and we would get there. I know, and that's why I was like, okay, ghost tubes out here, like, touching on points. It's right. not like intel. I wasn't asking questions. I was just letting it run. Right. And it, I don't know. Are these just, you know, generic words? Yes. But they were kind of pointed. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it could say anything. It's said a lot of, it's said a lot of things before. And those were relevant to the situation. Yeah. So anyway, he had this REM pod the whole time. It was going nuts in this room. Like I said, to the point where he had to turn it off. So I'm like, yeah, I have the same vibe of, did you do it right? <laughs> and, um... We move on to the next room, which is a room that people played poker in, smoked cigars in. Yes. Um, This one, that was where the Do People Know Corn and Ice Nine Kills thing happened. Yeah. And they said that apparently the ghosts really like when you sit down and play poker with them. Is that what it was? Or black games and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, they came here and played a game. And guess what they played? Ice Nine Kills did. Yes. Yeah. They played uh, Go Fish, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, he was like, let's see. Again, they actually have, he was using, oh, what is the app called? Oh, it's Necromancer like a, or something? Yeah, it's like nec- Necrophonics. Ne- yeah. That sounds dirty. Is that right? <laughs> it was something like that. <laughs> it's like a Phasma box thing. How Ghost Tube is like a sp- spirit box. This is like a Phasma box a little bit, which we've talked about. They sound very creepy. Go look it up. Well, Ghost Tube has a second. Uh, a, they have three different apps. There's the Connect, there's Ghost Tube, and they have another one that I've only recently downloaded. It's when we went to Fowler called Vox, V O X. Yes, yeah. And it's like a Phasma box. Okay, so he picks up cards. He actually shuffled some of the cards, picks one up, and he's like, let's see. I'm going to turn on this Necrophonics or whatever and see it. I'm going to sound so stupid if that's <laughs> not it. And he's it like, up, let's see if it can tell us what card i'm holding so he turns it on and it does have that phasma box vibe of there's just this reverb happening the whole time yeah and he's like can you tell me the color the suit or the number and he's holding up the card and it was like a five four no no no, it wasn't because yours was one off yeah he was holding up a five because my my ghost tube said three and it was whole he was holding up a four of um clubs yeah, I, I knew the suit was black. So he was holding up a four of clubs. Again, Ghost Tube can just say any old random thing. But specifically in this moment when he said, can you tell me 
the suit, the color, or the number. Number. Our ghost tube said three. Like, pretty much in time with him asking. Yeah. And was that correct? No. Was it a number one away from what he was holding? Yes. So, and we ended up telling one of the tour guides, there were actually two of them, we ended up telling one of them later, like, have you ever used ghost tube? Blah, blah, blah. And we told him, like, when he asked for the number, our ghost tube said three, and it was just one away. Mm -hmm. And he, I don't know, not that I'm trying to make a big deal about, but he was just like, that's cool. Yeah, that can happen. I was yeah, like, all right, guy. Getting Miram vibes. It's yeah. like they're so desensitized at this point. It's like, yeah, spooky things happen anyway. <laughs> right. It's I know they have a tour to do, but to me, I was like, listen, we've been skeptical of Ghost Tube before. It's our own it's this app that we've used ourselves. And yeah. I was like, that's these are pretty on the nose right now. Right. And it's trying to answer, and that was pretty darn close. So mm-hmm. uh he the best word was a little dismissive of that and was like, all right, next room. And we go into a room where actually we didn't get to ask him. I forgot about this. This was a girl's room. Yes. That he said something happened to her in there uh, that he didn't want to say because there were younger kids in the room. So you can probably imagine what happened in an assault of sorts. Probably, yeah. And... I guess she likes to, and the sad part is what kind of feeds into that is the spirit of this girl. You usually find her hiding in the closet. Yeah. Which is sad. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, that's a bummer. Yes. But wasn't that the room where he said someone took a picture and... Of the window. And keep in mind, this window is on the second floor of the building. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I was standing up against it and probably my eyes up could see the window and nothing else like that. So it's about five feet. Yeah. The window, the bottom of the windowsill starts at about five feet. And he said one time somebody took a picture. They were taking pictures in the room. And in this window, you can see almost a full body apparition. It is the the reflection of somebody from the waist up. Which would have to mean that that person was roughly eight feet tall. Right. Like, if their waist started at that windowsill, Uh absolutely not. Mm, Yep, no thanks. (laughs) So, because he's like, you don't think much of it until you realize that window was five feet high. And you could see they filled the entire window. Yeah, so that's a no for me, dog. Uh, I don't think it was the girl. I think it was just a generic-ish figure yeah i i'm not sure who they said it i just remember they said there was a figure uh but we didn't really talk to the girl um i don't remember at what point he divulged this information but he did end up saying that oh i think it was down in the um the room that we found out about the ohio yeah yeah but i'll tell it now anyway he's been very almost talking very personable about these spirits like he know like he knows them personally mm-hmm. and he ends up telling us down later in the tour that he is actually and i i feel like i'm immediately saying this with like skepticism oh, skepticism and i hate to do that because these things exist it's just he said it so casually but that kind of makes it more believable that he's an empath yeah and that he can see spirit sometimes not not every spirit all the time right this isn't sixth sense (laughs) yeah but if he has a strong enough connection with a spirit he can see them and interact with them and talk to them 
and actually when he said that he's like I didn't want to tell you guys but wasn't it this wasn't it the bedroom where I'm just now talking about it was either this one or um I'm thinking of another one it wasn't the servants I don't remember it was one it was either this room or it was the same one on the second it's on the second floor uh, it was the bedroom that the bed was kind of catty corner and they sat the REM pod That's on the, the headboard's room. Okay. Then so one of those two. Yeah. We'll get to that. I guess we'll just say it was that room because honestly there was a weird amount of activity in that room. Yeah. Um, we go to this next room with the sir. Like it was like the servants quarters. Like all of the servants stayed in there about what do you say? 20. Mm, wait no not 20 because i thought it would be a large number he's like yeah he said about as many of us were standing in that room that's kind of how many that stayed in it was like 20 people yeah i was like i would believe that truthfully yeah Um, he's like would you guys believe if i told you and everyone went yeah yeah. (laughs) but just because it's like well because you just told us (laughs) yeah um but i guess to jump forward and spoil it when he said like i'm an empath i can see people in this room he talked to us the whole time seemed pretty chill and then after we left, he's like, oh, by the way, uh, the per- the ghost I'm about to tell you about now uh, was in the room standing in there with us. Like, I saw her standing with you guys. And oh. we're all like, like, I did not hear him say that. Yeah, because that was the room that you, that was the room where people were like, we didn't hear you, blah, 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 because it was in that little, because you were like, why thing. was everybody clapping, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he said while we were in that room, she was standing with us. Oh, he was mentioning earlier in the tour when we were upstairs, she was there with us. That's probably why you didn't know what I was talking about. Yeah, in the servant's room, he said he was sta- she was standing with all of us in there. He could see her. Oh, well, I will say it was either one of the two rooms. Again, I kind of, there's timestamps on my ghost too, but I can't remember which bedroom it was. Mm-hmm. But I did get rest in peace, her, like back to back, rest in peace, her. Yeah. I don't know. And then are you a friend? I think that was in that catty corner room mm-hmm. where he said this spirit was chilling with us. Like she made herself visible to him in there. Huh. And I wish I would have known that in the moment. I re- I didn't hear that. Okay, my bad. Well, I don't know why I'm apologizing because, and now it makes sense. Remember the REM pod and the boo light and all of that? Yeah, I have lots of pictures of the REM pod going off in that room. Yeah, so he's like, there's a spirit... Her name, it wasn't something, I hate to do this. I don't want to say generic, but it's of a Spanish woman. Mm-hmm. Her name is Maria, I think. Some Yes, I know. Generic, that's, that's why terrible. I said. Um, but she apparently is really active in that room. And I kind of believe it because he was saying like, can you touch the REM pod? And pretty, you know, instantly the REM pod starts going off, the lights start going, and at the same time, the boo light is going off, which is on the other side of the room. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. I got nervous for a second. I was looking through my pictures, and I said, what the what? I saw a hand behind the main dude's hand, and uh-huh. I don't know. You have to see it. It just sucks, because these are probably people's... Um, reflections again there's so many people it's hard to tell but i did take a picture of the little alcove near yeah and oh but i'm still i waited till a lot of people left the room i wanted to wait to take the picture yeah and that is an arm and you can see two lights up near where maybe the head would be yeah. Oh, like it's staring? Yeah. Like, like those are eyeballs? It's almost like we caught her and she turned and looked. What are you doing right I now? I don't know. I'm just saying. That's gross. Because it does look almost like 
alien. And here's where I got scared. I said, what? Oh. But this oh. is why you see behind his hand, there's but, like a hand hanging down. Yeah, but that doesn't look like a reflection. There was no one behind him. Remember, he was like the one no, creeping in that He ended alcove. up going back in the corner. That's his hand and like his watch and stuff. Oh, I see. That's the second person. Yeah. Okay. I know. But that one picture in the window, I'm just saying. It's a little creepy. Uh, Yeah. And I wanted to wait. I mean, I guess. Could that be Maddie? I know Maddie was wearing a sleeveless shirt. That looks like long sleeves. No. I guess, but it's kind of weird looking. I don't know. If that's Maddie, it's creepy, first of all. Even if it's not a ghost, that is a creepy picture. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm I'll sorry, post it and let you guys decide. I was going to say, sorry we're like talking about a visual and you can't see it. It's just a creepy looking picture. It's like a cryptid picture. <laughs> yes. That's what it makes me think of like Mothman. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yes, they're, the REM pod going off in there. I snapped a lot of pictures because I maybe in hindsight my subconscious i was like something's in this room wasn't and it wasn't at this point you had the emf going and wasn't it uh was this the room it was going off in or was it a different okay so it was just the rem pod i'm thinking of they've got the rem pod on the bed the boo light on the dresser across from the bed and simultaneously they're going off with each other Mm -hmm. so that was more and who knows if the boo light was getting set off from the sound of the rem pod but it what he was like he asked her at one point can you light up all four lights and three of them did yeah and it was very close uh, it, like that's a lot of energy i don't know like it, especially in a group of people to perform like that yeah and considering at this point it had been very inconsistent and sometimes not showing all any lights at all it was just the sound and then he asked can you show us all four and we got three of the four which was like the first time that mm-hmm. had happened it was very vocal but not very visual up until this point yeah so yeah i don't he just said maria is very like she's a nice spirit um pretty interactive when she wants to be and from that in that instance it seemed pretty interactive to me yeah i'm still staring at the picture i'm just i'm shook because i'm standing directly in front of the door there's no one in front of me Mm -hmm. can you see any kind of your reflection no I mean, do you see me in there? No. No, I'll have to look at that further. And honestly, on that left door, is that the light from the hallway that people are filing out of? Yes. We'll have to ask Maddie. I mean, yeah. I wanted to wait. I waited for people to leave. Not every single person, of course, you guys were with me, but I waited for the majority to walk out so I could take pictures. Right. So I feel like, I'm getting hung up on like the little details of things that happened. The REM pod was very interactive in most rooms and kind of intelligent in its responses. The boo light, I'm, I that was my first time, you know, seeing the boo light. And actually, I'd never seen someone use it like this. So I was still getting used to that whole process. Mm-hmm. We end up going downstairs and we go to what was the yoga and Zen room. <laughs> it was very calming. I will say that. He said there was the spirit of two boys that were in there that would like, they do what two boys do, like run Run around and run and play and wreak havoc and blah, blah, blah. I'm not sure what they did in their living time. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I I don't think anything really happened in there. It was just some, just some explanations, just some background and history. And then we moved on. Is, Is that correct? 
Yeah, that was a short visit in that room. It was. That was kind of like everybody was catching up, and that's when we were finding out some people weren't hearing what was being said sometimes. Mm-hmm. Hopefully this guy doesn't listen to our podcast, but Negative Nancy here, that's when he's like, well, I couldn't hear anything, and yeah. like had to be brought up to speed by one of the other tour guides every single room. I'm like, well, if you didn't stand 30 feet away... Maybe you could hear something. Yeah, and grumble the whole time. Yeah, he just looked like he didn't even want to be there. So I think one of the coolest rooms we went to, like we said, we're not going to have every room, but the the room with the gurneys and the and wash. The embalming table. Yeah. Yeah, where John Dillinger was kept. Yeah. I took some pictures. They've got um, this dude, Homer Van Meter. Yes, yeah. Who was killed and that's where he went he was brought to this funeral home mm-hmm. i've got some pictures that i don't know i may have to put like a trigger warning on it because there's still some fluid mm-hmm. on some of these tables yes i'll leave it at that because i definitely snapped a shot of the pink one yeah i saw that Hmm. i mean it looks like what i think it is so yeah yeah trigger warning gross. on that may not post that one but i think i can safely post some of the other ones yeah he did let some people uh he said that you could lay on one of the embalming tables and <laughs> people were like laying seductively yeah he says time to start our only fans <laughs> yeah yeah listen there's content for everybody yeah uh that room was very echoey though and it was more again just more like an information dump mm-hmm. uh i've been saving like I say the big one. To me, it was the big one. And I'm a little annoyed that, like, once again, it seemed like it was like, yeah, yeah, kid, like, brush, get out of my face. Um, I think they were just too distracted with keeping on track, keeping on time. I was going to say with the main characters of the group. (laughs) That, too. I think there's just, I mean, you're you're touting around 30 plus people and you got to keep track of them and keep on a, a time schedule. I mean, okay. Yeah, so this is... I will give them the benefit of the doubt because they seemed really nice. No, they they were really nice. That's why I was kind of bummed that I'm like, I wish we could have talked to him more. Uh-huh. Because I'm not... We are not the type of people to think that every little cough and sneeze and is a ghost, you know? Yeah. Um, We went into this room. This is after the embalming room. This is after... Like, it was towards the end-ish, right? the end of the tour kind well because then we went yeah. down into the garage and then yeah it was the kind of like yeah because the, the rest third. of the tour was yeah it was like the, here's the rest of the building that's not as haunted <laughs> yeah it was like the last third of the leg of this tour we walk into a room everybody's kind of like catching up this was this was a room where i think more people just started talking and interacting like we had been together at this point for an hour hour and 15 minutes and people are getting more comfortable around each other yeah uh we walk into a room again. It was uh, the spirit of a woman was in this room, and he said that she was in her. He could see her, and she was in her death state. Yeah, I heard him say that, but I didn't understand. I'm guessing he sees what she her looks the like way post mortem. I think. Well, okay, this sounds really morbid, but say this is my understanding of it, and I don't know if it's right or not, so I apologize if not. Say somebody died in a fire. I think he would see them as they were after the fire. That's what postmortem. I, I guess post, but yeah, like immediate postmortem, like what was happening when they died, kind of thing. 
Yeah. Like if someone drowned in a lake, you see this drippy wet woman. I don't know. So he said he saw her in there too. I don't know if he saw her in there, but he sees her. Was that Isabel? Yeah, that's why I was trying to pull up the, of course, the writing on it is Emmeline. Does that sound right? Emmeline Wolf? Maybe. Elizabeth, Emmeline. There's a couple. I took some pictures, but I, yeah, that may be like Isabel or Mm -hmm. something like that. Well, uh, we had got, Isabel was a, the girl in the room that everybody clapped that you're like, what's going on? Well, first of all, it's because he announced that he was two years sober, which is a very cool thing. But he basically said he met this little girl, Isabel, at a very dark time in his life. His fiance just left him with really no warning, no reason. Uh, he was not sober at the time, but he eventually got there. And during this healing process, he, you know, he's also learning about these abilities that he has, including being an empath. And he saw this little girl, Isabel, who he's like, you are obviously having a hard time too, because he saw her in her death state. And she would get really scared during storms and stuff because she died when it was storming, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, hey, told her, like, you can come to my place if you're ever scared, if you need to follow me. And he said it got to the point where it was actually kind of an issue because she followed him all the time. Yeah. And she's like, okay, like, we need you need to detach yourself a little bit. Like, you can't come every storm. Sorry, I'm over here burping. <laughs> what in the world? But th- that was interesting about the Isabel girl. Uh, he seemed, like, really emotionally attached to her but i mean Mm -hmm. going through trauma if that's who you connected to then that makes sense yeah anyway the big one for for me anyway i would you say this was kind of the highlight of the trip yeah and it was such a small thing like i it didn't i don't know if if you didn't know what was going on i guess you would be dismissive too but this was the thing that now bringing it back we don't like to be the people that's like every little bump and boo and whatever is a ghost yeah but I had, I personally had an experience. You always wish you have things happen to you and it happened to me and like I didn't even realize it until someone pointed it out. I don't know. I felt very like privileged to possibly see like a full apparition ghost. It was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I gen, okay, just I'll tell the story. Uh, <laughs> we walk into this room with what's her face? Emmeline? Emmeline? Wolf. Yeah. Yes. And everyone's kind of like gathering themselves still gathering into the room talking amongst themselves and i saw a man walk past me like his, he was taller than me his shoulder hit about my eyes i height because i saw the sh- uh, sleeve of his black shirt his black sl- short sleeve shirt which there were a lot of people wearing black at this thing <laughs> yeah so i didn't think anything of it and he opened the door that was next to me like i stood aside and the door opened and you looked over and you're like how did that open I asked if it was open when we got in here. And I said, no, he just stepped out for some air. Well, and that's, I said, I'm pretty sure that door was closed. And yeah. I think I said, I I said something like it was, he just, uh, that guy just stepped out for air. He just stepped out for air. And you said, who was it that said what guy? Was I, it the tour guy? Maybe just someone standing nearby or whatever. They asked who stepped out there. and Yeah, it, well, then the tour guide brought attention to like, oh, that happens with the door sometimes. I'm like, no, some guy stepped out to like get some air. And he's like, nobody stepped out. And so I open that door and look out and it's just a little like five foot by five foot balcony. Not a soul out there. And I told, I started like, people are now starting to pay attention. I was like, I swear I am not trying to be this person, but you're telling me that someone did not walk past me to go out onto this balcony he's like no no one walked over here um and i promise you 
with every like I don't know how to explain it. It was so commonplace. I thought nothing of it. Even in my mind, the guy didn't say anything to me. He seemed stressed out and like he was getting a little overwhelmed in the room. So he stepped out to get some fresh air because it was a small room with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So like, no, he didn't say anything out loud. But I was like, oh, that dude's clearly stepping out to like compose himself. Yeah. There wasn't a guy. Nobody walked out. The door just opened and he's like, oh, that happens sometimes. But I'll say I latched the door after it happened and like gave it a tug and it wasn't coming open. Right. And this is the room um, just before this room is when I pulled out the EMF reader and started using it and actually got a pretty decent activity in it. I did take a video of it because it kept shooting up to like yellow and even spiking to red sometimes. And I had it sitting stationary on like this little stand. Pedestal thing. It looked like it held a vase or something. Yeah. Uh, It rarely went under yellow and it's like green yellowish green yellow orange red Mm -hmm. and it was just like hovering in the middle spiking up to red the entire time we were in that room some rooms it didn't do anything at all yeah uh but this room the room where i saw a guy step out because he was getting overwhelmed and i i also thought nothing of it because i was like i hate people too like (laughs) i don't like being in groups it was a little warm in there um same (laughs) but yeah but nobody nobody walked past and like this dude standing next to us asked what was going on and so we explained to him quickly and he just stared at me he's like what what like he didn't seem like the type that would i mean you can't tell just by looking at somebody if they're into paranormal or not but he just looked like an average dude yeah and when i told him i saw someone walk past his eyes got wide he's like what (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i don't know it sounds silly and like of me but like i think i saw like a full body apparition like not ghost misty blah 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 it was like i could shove this person if i wanted to yeah walk past me and go outside and nobody was out there yeah i only see i i don't know because there was a lot of commotion but i thought i saw the shoulder of the person as they were going out like just their arm but I didn't know if it was, like, someone moving around. I, I don't know. A lot was happening in that I know, moment. but... And I don't know... Because I was right next to the door. Like, I was in the corner of the room. There was nobody that could get behind me or beside me. Like, I was in the corner where the door was. And that's why I had to step aside. I'm like, ooh, pardon me. Like, And let maybe me let that's you what I remember turning because I heard you say, like, oh, sorry. And... Yeah. yeah I, like, very confidently. No, because then I asked you why the door was... Up. Yeah, I think that's why I asked you, like why <laughs> yeah you said some dude just stepped out oh because i probably stepped aside said sorry as the door is open and you're like why is the door open yeah <laughs> it's all coming back to me <laughs> yeah it was um and it was so surreal like right i told the tour guide i was and i i know i'm reiterating but i told him i was like i don't want to sound like this person but i know i just saw somebody walk past me and walk outside and he did seem like interested mm-hmm. he's like that's weird yeah. And then turned and then started giving the tour again. Yeah. I was like... <sighs> we almost need to make another trip when it isn't a big tour, which they did give us some advice on when to come to kind of get some uh, quiet time, if you will, in the building. Because it is open to the public on some days where you could just walk around. And, and they said there's like a four-hour kind of a self-guided tour almost. Well, it's just a time where it's open to the public, but they're the least busy. That's true, because uh, I think private investigations there start at 600, 
depending on what day of the week, it was like three and four hundred and went up to six hundred. Yeah, it's just like steep for our taste. It's a little rich for my blood. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and really the rest of the tour, we did get to go in the basement. Um, We saw really sad um, baby coffins. Yeah, baby caskets, essentially, which also some of them had... Uh, fluids in them still Mm -hmm. so that was unsettling again if you want a picture of it i got a picture of it but i'm not posting it no (laughs) it'll just be for your morbid curiosity yeah it's it was just a really kind of somber area because they have you know like dolls and teddy bears and candy and there's even like a balloon down there i Mm -hmm. think yeah um just makes me sad talking about it it is it's a bummer there was one casket they had of a military man who was down there, and I want to say his name was Williams, maybe, or his first name was William. Oh, it was something, like, interesting. Gosh, come on. Uh, I know. I don't think I took a picture of it, which annoys the crap out of me, out of all the things. Uh, oh, that's going to bug me. I know. It was something interesting. I'm like, oh, like, that that was his name back then? Because it seemed more like a, a um, what is the word I'm looking for? Uh, a name today yeah golly i can't think of the word either it's right there I'm so why can't annoying. we think of basic words uh it's <laughs> i hate my life i i want everyone to know i've still been thinking of the movie in oh, the back of my mind my God. where he oh for pete's sake i can't start thinking about it again <laughs> uh yeah so we got to see the basement we got to see the military guys um i i shouldn't be so uh, casual when I say it, but his his uh, coffin, his box thing. It wasn't the coffin itself. It really was like a box that. I mean, I it don't was know how to, to transport explain. his body yes. because he was in Vietnam. He died in Vietnam when he was twenty one. Yeah, it's not his coffin. So when I say a box, I'm not being callous. It really is like a box. No, it's a box inside of a metal box that could easily be transported. And they, the sad part is, is I don't remember his name right away because they said they rarely sent bodies over with their names on the boxes. They gave them identification numbers because so many people died in yeah. Vietnam that putting the name was almost useless and it was faster to identify them by number. Yes. And his spirit was attached to this box, but they thought, you know, that's cruel. This man who served our country, he died in his 20s. And he's just attached to a piece of metal. Yeah, and he's stuck to this box. So they actually ended up... um, Essentially cleansing it. yeah. Yeah, they released his spirit and... Who knows where he is now? He's buried in a cemetery in Fort Wayne, mm-hmm. but he's no longer attached to the box. Yeah. And then ending the tour with, there is a creepy looking door. And he's like, do you guys want to open the door to the creepiest room in this building? It's the last stop on our tour. And uh, the main character person was like, no, really loud. <laughs> I'm like, then step aside. Like, right. get out of Excuse here. Excuse me. Yeah. I think it was Vietnam man who, no, it was main character's boyfriend yes yes whatever uh he opened the door on like three two one opens it it's their like kitchen it's their break room i see a curing immediately i said what (laughs) i saw some chips i saw (laughs) oh yeah and then i guess what you do see in there which is something notable is uh toe tags everywhere all over the walls all over the walls some on the ceiling and I mean, that was the end of the tour. He's like, just kidding. But also you can write on a toe tag and leave it on the wall somewhere. <laughs> uh, so we did. And you could write like your 
death date and yeah cause of death and all like all the information you would find on a toe tag of a he said please just don't put your real social (laughs) yeah i didn't put any of that no i didn't i filled in some of the boxes like my death date was the day we visited so i slapped that on there and um, we're still here so yay <laughs> yeah made it <laughs> <laughs> but what i put the reason i died was suffocated uh suffocated by your cat by my cats yeah and where I, did i die cat island <laughs> oh i said i died of indecision so, which i mean sounds about the way i will go yeah. oh good stuff though but yeah it was the tour was a little chaotic at times but for what it was in the middle of the day during a metaphysical festival going on um uh you know 30 plus people in two hours i thought it was pretty decent for what it was and we got some you know tangible evidence in the middle of the day which we've talked about before if they are residual hauntings that makes more sense especially in a home that they would be more active during the day when they were actually alive uh yeah i don't know the dude walking through the door i just it seems so mundane and it's so wild to me that it just didn't happen. It did not happen. <laughs> and it's annoying to me. I do want to take another trip down there. Unfortunately, they did, the day that they suggested is like a weekday, of course. Wasn't it like a Wednesday? Yeah, a Wednesday. Yeah. And I said, well, that means I'm going to have to take a Thursday off because I don't want to drive up there and then have to drive back the same night and not get home till like 3 a.m i will die <laughs> that's true i was all excited because i'm like ooh, i'm usually off on wednesdays but i would have to work the next day so <laughs> that, that kind of suck. defeats the purpose quit yawning i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> listen i know i it is not even that late i just went to go look at my watch it's not on yeah where the is the sun is still out i'm just yeah ugh. the sun's still out which is like this is also unheard of for us i'm so old but yeah. that was our trip to the bell mansion in fort wayne indiana yeah and we like creeped around a little bit after everybody left not like there were still people in the building but people cleared out pretty fast after everyone signed i mean we're always hanging in the back so after everyone signed their toe tags (laughs) the three of us me kelsey and maddie were the signing ours and there's no one left even the tour guides are like peace out we got to clean up and i was like well while they're gone and i like (laughs) we could just backtrack like i did i started sneaking back but that means we'd have to go through the garage and i'm not yeah. I wasn't about to do all that. Yeah, but I, I don't know how we end up being these people. I feel like we also try to be, like, real nice to everybody. So you do get, like, little nuggets of information. You get some insider stuff. Mm-hmm. I just... Also, they have a gift shop. And, yes, you can buy, like, little trinkets and stuff, keychains, earrings, handmade stuff. They have T-shirts. T-shirts, whatever, yeah. but they also have ghost hunting equipment they do they had they had rem pods they had light the uh, blue light they had trip lights even they mm-hmm. had a phasma box or sorry a spirit box i don't think they yeah. had a phasma box so if you're in the fort wayne area and you're not sure where to look or you want to make sure you're getting some good quality equipment um you could check out the bell mansion they've got stuff there and i will admit and i think they even admitted it is a little more than stuff. It is a little more pricey than the things you'll find online. But the thing that you're not paying for is shipping and handling and taxes. Well, I mean, you got taxes, but different. You kinds also of ta- get instant gratification. <laughs> I know. Which listen, I've overpaid for things for instant gratification because that's how I live my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you or John touch the belly of that bunny? 
Do no. you see the lines in it? Oh, it says J-H, so I'm going to assume that's oh John. Oh my gosh. Well, it looked like three fingers just going, e-. it's like J-H. sequins on this Squishmallow's belly, and it looks like three fingers just drugged down its stomach. No, that look that is a J-H if I've ever seen it. Yeah, now that you said it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no ghosts here this time, I guess. <sighs> Not this time. But. Next time. <laughs> next time, next week, we'll be back on our uh, alphabet train. Yeah. And we're done with the O's finally. Oh, we are. Oregon was our last, uh, our last one. P Pennsylvania. All right, all right. That's gonna be that's an old one. There's gonna be a lot of stuff there. I bet. I'm totally. I've got my stuff mixed up. But yes, Pennsylvania would be next. I have Pennsylvania and then listener episode. Okay, I mixed you mess. Up, but that's okay. You mess. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, anyway, had a good time at Fort Wayne. I would recommend it, truthfully, if they do other tours like that for what it was for the middle of the day. Good times. Good and price some, point. It was $25. Yeah. Some weird, inexplicable evidence. I don't know. Go check it out. Yeah. Good nice stuff. little day trip. Cute houses. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've got a coffee fit coming on, so. Oh, no. So we got to get we'll out of here. see you guys next week. Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening. Mixing, editing, and music is by Kelsey Ingram. Our cover art is done by both of us. Visit our website at orsotheysaypod.com. You can find links to our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok all at orsotheysaypod. If you would like to donate and have access to all of our evidence from our investigations, please visit patreon.com slash orsotheysaypod. You can donate as little as $1 to hear EVPs, watch haunting videos, and see photographic evidence we've captured during our travels. You can also give a once-off donation to our PayPal, which will be linked on our website as well. Merchandise can be found at redbubble.com slash people slash or so they say pod. You can find or so they say on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you stream your favorite podcasts. And when you do find us, please make sure to rate, review, follow, or subscribe. We, and the algorithms, will thank you for it. See See you next week. week.